0: Welcome, everyone. Today, I have a really special guest with me. Her name is Jeannie. She's been a client inside the CLAIN program, and I am so happy that she accepted my invitation to come to the podcast and share her story with you.
1: Uh, Welcome, Jeannie. Please introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and why are you here? Thank you. Um, I'm really happy to be here. My name is Jeannie. I have been in the program for, I guess, two and a half years now. I have had a really amazing experience with the program, a lot of transformation over the last two and a half years. Really the first year of the program, I wasn't even dating. I was just doing a lot of inner work to be ready to date again because I had just divorced. In fact, I when I joined the program, I was not divorced yet. I was trying to save my relationship. And the very week that I joined the program, we did decide that we were going to divorce and so i was like oh i just joined this program I'm trying to save my relationship but then i realized that the program was about so much more than that and staying in it was a really wonderful choice and and continuing to do the work helped me so much in my dating journey which was quite a dating journey
0: <laughs> yeah okay yeah. so i actually you know in preparation for this interview i actually looked at some posts that you did and I went and uh, I read your introductory post and there was a picture of you in the park. And um, I think you mentioned something like, hey, I just joined. And I think you even had your discovery call in the park. I did. And then said, Laura, after I joined, you know, and you said, you know, I wanted to see if this relationship can work. And then as soon as you got home after the call, after you joined you know, your um, your partner at the time, you know, I guess uh, shared with you the news that this is not <laughs> going to work. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, wow. And yeah. just a disclaimer for everyone, uh, Jeannie, you joined such a long time ago when we yeah. were actually offering the program for like a lifetime access, oh, which really? I've done in the beginning. And now we've reduced it to actually you get six months um, <laughs> access to the program. And if you, to do that, you know, in a work bulk and obviously, start dating yeah. um, and then you can continue membership if, if you choose to but just a disclaimer for everyone listening okay so let's begin with actually you sharing how did you even find how did you find out about claimed how did you stumble upon my work and why did you decide to you know sign up for a discovery call
1: yeah, I think I found you because I was very interested in um, David Data and John Wineland's work. And I think somehow I found you through that that world. So I was like, I read one of David Data's books and I started to follow John Wineland on Instagram. And somehow I was led to you through that. It wasn't an ad. I know that. It was more like maybe it was you know an article or something that I happened upon and um, yeah and then I just mm-hmm. started to read more of your stuff I think I listened to the podcast yeah and then I booked a call yeah
0: awesome mm-hmm. and tell me more about like what, what wasn't working what were you really trying to um, figure out and how did you feel I know it was a long time ago and it probably sounds like a totally different life <laughs> it feels you like know, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you can remember how did you feel and what what like what was the biggest struggle and the biggest challenge?
1: The biggest challenge in the relationship I think was was probably a lack of polarity. I think in a lot of ways I had chosen somebody unintentionally, you know, subconsciously who would let me have my way all the time. And then over the years, I found that very unattractive with time. I ended up, you know, starting a business nine years ago. And so, you know, before that, I felt like it was kind of workable. But then when I started being in charge of, you know, all the decisions in the business and all the decisions it felt like at home, even though I had a partner who really did contribute in terms of like. Helping with the house and like helping with cooking and childcare and things like that I still felt like I was the one in charge in a lot of ways like in charge of organizing it all and I think I didn't even have language to express to him accurately how I was feeling I just knew something was so off like the attraction had gone um, I think for both of us and I felt depleted. You know, I felt sort of depleted and um, tired, and I just felt like I really don't want to do this anymore, but I don't know what to do. And then I think that's when I sort of happened upon the polarity stuff. And as I was reading more and more, I thought, oh, this is definitely at least a part of the puzzle, a piece of what's going on that maybe we could fix. But I think at the end of the day, I had a partner who wasn't interested in fixing that. And mm. as I started to present some of these ideas to him, there was just a real lack of interest in change. You know, it. I feel like it has been the the best choice for us, and uh, and we're still very friendly, and I love him dearly, and we're very good co parents. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so yeah,
0: so there's this whole what you're sharing. I think so many women listening resonate, I right? Share. Like. I was in charge in my work and career and my business, but I also was in charge at home. And it's like freaking exhausting to be making decisions all the time. And like, what do I do? And obviously like attraction goes. And so what do we do with that? And so I'm curious, Jeannie, in terms of joining a program like that, because obviously you could have done many other different things. You could have just not done anything. You could have, you know, they're like, there's so like, I think about the woman, who is struggling with the same thing that you have been struggling with. She's not only presented, but also bombarded with a lot of choices out there, especially today on social media and stuff like that. And, you know, there's ways, like obviously there's therapy, um, there are like dating programs or relation, whatever, right? So I'm curious, why did you, what really resonated with you in terms of the plan program? And why did you think that this was the right choice for you moving forward?
1: Yeah, it was more just a feeling like I remember feeling when I was reading your stuff, like, oh, like, it almost felt like an exhale. Like, that's how I want my life to be. Like, I want to be more relaxed in my relationship. I want to be more like, on the receiving end, I want to be the one who is feeling taken care of. And I want to take care of my partner in these very specific ways that are really very sort of like traditionally feminine ways that really spoke to me. And I remember it just sounded so good, you know? And, and so <laughs> I was just like, sign me up. Like, this is what I, lost you know this is what I've lost that I know this is like my true essence and somehow over the years of like you know working in jobs and like becoming a mother and now owning a business and you know this is the side of me that I've just lost I felt very like hardened in a lot of ways I felt very like disconnected from my feelings I felt disconnected from my body And I just knew I wanted that back and that it would feel so good and so natural to come back to that. So it was like I could see the light at the end of the tunnel when I I read and even did the discovery call. I knew for a lot of years in my marriage, I was like, this is not the partnership that I've dreamed of. And of course, like, you know, I mean, marriage is not a fantasy and anybody who has been married knows that. But but I also knew it could be so much more satisfying than than what I had. And that was I think because of the polarity. Yeah, yeah makes sense. Okay. So here
0: you are, you know, it sounds so good. This is what you've <laughs> lost. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, you're you're signing up. And so what when as as you mentioned in the beginning, you know, your first year is really was really about doing that inner work um mm-hmm. before even go dating by the way we've shortened the the length of the program mm-hmm. because we also noticed that a lot of women who are just joining on lifetime access yeah. just felt like they had all the time in the world hey, you know and then i i, I don't yeah. know if like anything would be different for you but but um if the sh- the time was shorter but that's what i noticed that you know i'm here to like help women get results and so yeah. i just noticed that when they sign up for something that's lifetime access they just sit there and (laughs) and i'm not saying that you did that but i'm just saying like you know um a lot a lot of women can just really take their time and 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 you know really sit in in that Mm -hmm. fear of dating and whatever that Mm -hmm. story is especially post-marriage stuff like that so yeah yeah let's talk a little bit about uh what were your like two to three uh
1: biggest aha moments as Mm -hmm. as you went through the program Mm, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think the first big aha moment was that being able to feel how I actually feel in the moment really relies on me being connected to my body. Like I really didn't, I never saw that connection before. I thought of like the feelings and like the physical bodies are like very different. And like I started to see how intertwined they were, like how good I would feel after I did a flow or like if I would do a flow right before a date, like how the man would react so differently to me um, was mind blowing. If I would just like do a nice long flow like and I would literally just be still flowing sometimes when the doorbell rang, you know, for a date or something and I would go to the door and like there would just be this energy that. I felt like he was in awe of me. Like I felt like a goddess, you know what I mean? Like, like hello. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I, yeah, and I yeah. felt yeah. so relaxed. And so like, that was a huge aha for me and still, still continues to be. Um, Can you explain that a little bit more?
0: Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt you because I think it's an important, I think, you know, all the women listening who are in their head now dealing mm-hmm. with all these issues. Why is he not calling, you know, like being in that kind of control masculine mode. Yeah. Tell me about the practice. Like, how would you explain to other women the practice? And how would you explain, because, you know, as you're talking about this, like, magic or whatever, like, how would you explain what actually happens and, and like, how do you show up and, and how does it work? How would you explain it to other women?
1: Yeah, I think it's like what I notice when I do a flow and, like, breathe and get into my body, I can when I'm with a man, be much more focused on myself and how I feel with him rather than my mind racing, trying to impress him, which I used to do a lot with guys. I would just try to impress them with like my achievements and how smart I was and like, oh, they'll see like how incredibly capable and smart I am, you know. And then like I learned like in the program and it's so true, like they really don't care that much. Like they want their time with you to be fun and delightful. And like, they want to feel that fun, flirty energy from you. And like, whenever I could get into that state, things just went so much better for everybody, for me too. Like, I don't like feeling like I'm in my head and overthinking and like, you know, second guessing everything I say. And, you know, I just became so much calmer as I started to do the flows and especially I start to do the flows like before that became my big thing was like always do a flow like even if it's a five minute even if I only have time for like a five minute flow like before a date but always do a flow before a date but yeah just being present with myself and being more the in the choosing energy rather than like the I want him to choose me energy was a real game changer but you can't be in the chooser energy if you're not feeling like, okay, was ha- well, how is he making me feel right now? You know, like, how am I feeling about this conversation or this date or, like, where he's taking me or, like, what we're doing? Yeah, that was very big. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I look at the whole journey as what you just, and, you know, there's this mantra that I always say, you know, choose someone who chooses you. narrowed. Such a huge shift for women when they get it, when they do the work. And when they emerge on the other side, this is what I call, you know, dating from a place of power. And what happens for a lot of women in the program, well, for most women who do the work is they go from this place of powerlessness, essentially, of what you just said, you know, trying to impress him all the time and wanting him to choose me. And, you know, like this whole kind of frantic, uh, very powerless energy uh, and going to the place where like... I am a woman and I am the prize and any man is lucky to be in my field in my energy and I am worthy of amazing great men to be around me and to claim me it's just it's just polar opposite energy and a lot if not most women that I meet um, and you know there's a whole other conversation about why that happens but There's not a lot of women who date from a place of power, you know, who know how to embody their boundaries, how to communicate them, how to be in that feminine energy that's really, you know, that's soft and strong at the same time where it's like, yeah, like you've done your flow and then you you open the door and you are in that calm, soft, present state. But at the same time, you're not this doormat. You're not someone who can be manipulated with easily, like you can set your boundaries and you can be strong, you know. That to me, that's healthy feminine energy. And most, I would say most women have not just seen, like they've just seen that at all while growing up, you know, in the meet, like today, especially, you know, I was, I'm actually looking at Eugenia. I know you're on a pretty big business and yeah. you, like, I can't tell. <laughs>
1: People are always surprised.
0: Yeah, yeah, normally women. I, I'm actually quite, you know, because normally when I speak to women, I'm a businesswoman myself, you know. Yeah. Um, when we run these big businesses, like it requires a lot of that masculine energy, like being that boss babe or whatever. Yeah. And you know, I talk to you, and you're just like yeah. so soft. You're in the present moment. You know, you're such you're such a good student of the client program. Yeah. I probably should uh, <laughs> learn a little bit from you as well. You know, because it's tough, you know, for women today, and that's the big challenge for women today. You know, when they have these big careers, when they have to run businesses, we're constantly in our head making decisions. You know, you on a big team. And so just that shift is, you know, when you're on the day just to let go of that control yeah. and be in your body and be fun and fluid, because that's all they want. They don't care about your success. I mean, they want to be with an equal partner, obviously, yeah. that, you know, is intelligent and smart and everything. But like they really don't care about how much money you're making or whatever. And so... Yeah, it's 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 very powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Um, do you yeah. want to move forward and share other moments, or actually, if you want to yeah. comment on that, you're welcome to.
1: Well, it's kind of both. It's a it's a comment on that because I I I loved what you said about being soft and strong, and that was like one of the big things that I came to in time in the program, and I feel like it was the thing that served me best. Like. I got to a point in the program, and it took a while. I mean, I was healing for a long time from my divorce and the trauma of that. And then I was dating, and and I was still, I think, coming from not a powerful place when I was dating for a while, but I felt like I was sort of practicing some of the things. You know, this is how, in my mind, this is how it works. It just, it takes some practice. It takes new awarenesses. It takes realizing you're limiting beliefs and kind of creating new ones and all of that does take some time. And the place that I came to though, I mean, it's so worth the time because the place that I came to finally felt so good, that felt so good was that I was willing to walk from anyone who didn't treat me really, really well. And like there was a guy, there were two guys actually at the end right before I was claimed by like, this man who I'm madly in love with right now. But like right He's, before it, there were two guys who were both like gorgeous, successful, masculine. And like one of them I went on multiple dates with. Things were going really well. I was feeling really good about that connection. But I kept dating other people. That is That was key. Another aha, right? It's like keep dating other people. Don't get hooked on one guy. But anyway, I was I had been on multiple dates with this one guy. And and one day he like drops a bomb that he's like, you know, I really want to have kids of my own. That's a big priority for me. And I have two kids and I'm 47. I am not having any more kids. Like so I was like, OK, well, then this is I'm not available for that in so many ways. <laughs> and um, and he kept trying to I just said, like, thank you. Like, you're awesome. I really enjoyed getting to know you. And like, luckily, I had other guys I was dating. So I wasn't like I was very interested in him, but I wasn't like set on him. And I was like, OK, well, that's not going to work, you know, and and he kept trying to come back. He's like, we have such great chemistry, though. You know, we had only kissed. We hadn't like slept together or anything. He's like, we have such great chemistry. I kept p- coming back, trying to like, you know, basically have like a hookup relationship, like a friends with benefits sort of thing. And I was just like, No no and like the old me i think i would have done it if he were like hot enough you know what i mean which this guy was like so attractive like dream guy sort of like looks in my book i was like but like i was just like oh no like i don't need that in my life and that felt so good and that just sort of propelled my confidence um you know there was a next guy who i dated who i really liked a lot too. But he just wasn't giving me what I needed. Like, he gave me a lot of communication. But, like, he wasn't, like, that great about planning dates. It would always be kind of last minute. And, like, it just felt like not quite – it just wasn't really what I wanted. Even though there were th- qualities about him, I found him very attractive and stuff. And I just walked. I was like, you know what? This – I I did say, like, this isn't really what I'm looking for. And here's what I'm looking for. Can, are you able to kind of do that? And he's like, oh, yeah. But then he didn't Really? So I just like walked and it felt so good. And then the other example, which I think is the my favorite, um, is when I met the guy who claimed me. The first night we met, we met at a dance event. I'm very into Latin dancing. And we met there and he asked, he came over and chatted with me. And I was like attracted to him immediately. He asked me if he could take me out the following week. I said, yes, I gave, you know, he asked for my number. I gave him my number. And then later that night, he ended up walking me to my car. And at my car, he said, can I come home with you? And I said, no. And he said, and I really like you. I want to keep talking. Like, we don't have to do anything, but like, can I come home with you? And I said, no. And he said, but like, we're having such a great time. Like, do you want to go out for a drink or something? I was like, it's really late. And if you don't stop pushing, I'm not even going to want to go on the date with you. And I just said, like, I was like, done. I was like, I stop stop pushing. And which is kind of interesting because I was kind of turned on by the fact that he was pushing so hard for what he wanted. But at the same time, then he like texted me the next day, apologized, and he brings it up all the time. He's like, you better stop pushing, or I, And and he loves it. Like he loves that I also was strong when I needed to be. And he's like, now I know that like not just any guy can get anything from you, you know? Um, because yeah. he's like, because you put me in my place. And so it is, it like created this incredible attraction between us. You know, that moment of me just being like, no, this is my boundary. And if you want to see me again, you need to stop now because I've already said no three times, you know? Yeah. Um. And, and, and ever since like perfect gentleman, like this man treats me like a queen, a queen. And it's like, you have to actually act like one to get that treatment you actually and you have to mean it that's another aha right you can't just fake it like for a while I was faking it but I didn't really believe it or I wouldn't really walk away you know but I was trying to like act like I felt that way about myself but it wasn't to the point where I really actually did that things started to shift and the type of men who showed up started to really shift in a big way
0: yeah, wow! Yeah, I think that everyone who's listening, watching, are like, "This is amazing." So I have, I have so many questions, Jenny, and the way—I mean, I love those stories. And so, I, I guess my first question is—and I think that everyone is like, "How?" Yes, like,
1: how? I know. You know?
0: Hey girlfriend, before we continue with this episode, I wanted to jump in real quick and share an important message for you. There's a lot of advice out there about dating and relationships, books, experts and gurus, and even your granny has a surefire way to succeed in love. And most of it is complete BS. Well, maybe not so much granny's advice. As you may or may not know, I run a transformational 10-week group coaching program called Claim, just like the podcast, that has helped hundreds of women around the world completely change their dating reality with men, where they go from being frustrated and burnt out to actually enjoying dating and starting to attract some amazing men, men who stand strong in their masculinity, who are confident, who court and pursue you and plan and organize and pay for dates, but who are also emotionally available and are ready and willing and again available for a relationship with you and I've developed this program with one thing in mind that you already have everything you need to attract the men in the relationship of your dreams you don't need to change who you are you are not broken you just need to make a few key shifts and they all start from the inside if you're ready to feel that kind of excitement ease and joy in dating and relationships that so many of my clients have experienced and me myself as you know I have attracted my masculine men and now have a family with him. I have an invitation for you Work with me and my team to get on the fast track so you can start seeing big changes in your life ASAP. Go to claim.com apply to sign up for your free, no-catch discovery call or short interview with a member of my team. This will be your chance to experience our approach firsthand and to ask any personal questions you might have about the program and whether this is a good fit for you. It's also going to be our chance to see if we would be a good fit for you because we're not in this and I'm not in this for a quick buck and we don't work just with anyone we're committed to your success and we want to make sure we can help you to achieve it the good news is that dating and relationships doesn't have to be this hard so if you don't want to wait around any longer wondering where are all the good men if you need an urgent change and are open to receiving personalized help and guidance and want to invest in yourself then apply for this no catch there's nothing that you need to give us it's just a free discovery call for you so you can see whether this is a good fit for you and so they can work on this together. So go to claimed.com/slash apply. This will take you to a calendar where you can book your call, answer some short questions, and then we shall see you on the other side. All right. Now back to the episode. Well, like yeah. you know, yeah. so if you could describe the process and obviously like the claim program and the process is designed to get you to that place of exactly what you're talking about, right? It's yeah. all about embodied boundaries. Yeah. It's all about getting to that place where it's like, no, you know, and I, what I love about what you said is, and I think this is very crucial for women to, I guess, have awareness about it and understand that mask, true in men, which are, by the way, most men, they will push and it's attractive. It is. When a man goes for what he wants, uh-huh. like you don't want to be with a man where you like, no, can't go home. Okay, sure. Sure. I'll see you tomorrow. 100%. You know, I mean, yeah. And it, it everyone is different, right? I don't want to say that in that particular situation, one man could have been like, okay, no problem. See you tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so every situation is different. But what I'm saying is, what does it mean to pursue a woman? It means like, when she says no for the first time, you actually continue to pursue because I think that most men know that sometimes a woman is saying no. It's like, no, but actually yes, depending on how, you know what I mean? So that's attractive. But then it's up to you how you handle that and how you continue to say no and hold that boundary. So tell us about the how. Like, how did you get to the point where, you know, you, you kept saying no and you came to that place of power, as mm-hmm. you said, you know, if you want a man to treat you like a queen and respect your boundaries and you know have polarity with you and show up for you in a big way you you got to act like it first and that's I think in the claim program that's kind of the philosophy that I hold that you know if you want a man to make you feel a certain way you got to feel that in your body first absolutely you got to come to the point where you feel the way you want to feel without a man you that's have right. a life that you want to have without a man where you're yep. not you were not waiting for anyone to save you. you are not waiting for him to come in and like make your life amazing or make you feel safe yeah. or whatever. So how did that process look like for you? Like how did you come to this place of amazingness and being a queen and attracting <laughs> a man who treats you like that?
1: Yeah, so I think that for the longest time I was just pushing away my feelings of how bad it felt when a man didn't treat me the way I wanted to be treated and when I let him do that, right? So like I've been in situationships, you know, like most of us, like Mm -hmm. I've been in that situation where I am like more into him than he is into me and hoping that one of these days he will randomly choose me. And during the program, I feel like what happened was like during the flows, the flows really like cracked me open in a lot of ways. And I let myself feel like the intense pain that comes with giving someone something they don't deserve and like having it take away like a lot of your self-confidence in the process. And it is our responsibility. It's not our fault. I hear a lot of women like blaming men for situationships and I'm like, you're in it though. You're choosing to be in it. You have to choose to be And, you know, he's such a jerk and, like, he doesn't want to be with me. I'm like, then why do you want to be with him? Like, you know, And but I've been there. And I think it came to the point where, like, I just let myself feel, like, the depth of emotion. And it was, like, on my sunroom floor, letting myself, like, cry and wail and like sometimes that sounded like a wild animal like letting those things come out of me like truly I remember at some points feeling like an animal releasing this trauma like through my voice and through my body and I think I just had to let myself go there and actually feel it I feel like for the longest time I was just pushing away all those feelings like resisting all those bad feelings you know I'm fine I'm fine everything's fine like that situation, okay, it didn't turn out the way I wanted to, but it's fine. Like, you know, I didn't actually let myself go there. And once I sort of went there, I was like, oh, why would I want to feel like this again? Why would I choose somebody who would make me feel like this when this isn't at all how I want to feel in a relationship, you know? And I think I think that's what did it for me was just like going there emotionally. yeah yeah like doing yeah. the work, like doing the real hard work of like feeling my feelings, yeah, it sounds so simple.
0: like it's it's deceivingly simple, you yeah. know, when you tell a woman like just fucking feel what you're feeling, but then, yeah. Oh my god there's so many layers to it of why so we efforts. can't do it why we don't yeah. do it why we put a facade yeah like we have done since we were little girls yeah when our parents just freaking like i'm a parent you're a parent <laughs> i'm in this situations myself yeah. like sometimes my daughter screams her lungs out or yeah. tells me she hates me <laughs> or like she's not gonna eat her dinner and i'm that? just sitting yeah. <laughs> being like what like you know and yeah. and and it's parenthood is just so hard and so but what? we've been conditioned since little girls to like feeling is not okay especially girls right like oh yeah I talk oh, to so yeah. many parents I don't know do you have boys or I girls I have two I girls both, both two, two girls. girls oh my god yeah. so you know same I hear yeah. from parents a lot like when they have I think that actually I don't know your experience Jenny, but when I talk to parents no. like moms and dads everybody's kind of being okay with having boys but like girls oh my, oh my you gotta get into the whole emotional thing I right think. like sure. so there's a lot of emotions and so when we yeah. have girls and we are girls and it's like like it, it I remember growing up and I'm sure maybe you do and I, I think every woman relates to that when it's like oh shit I always felt like it's too much because no one could actually just hold all of this yes. thing that's happening right now. They didn't know how, you know. <laughs> yeah. So there's obviously all these layers of beliefs and the fact that we didn't see women actually, you know, expressing safely. Like this Feminine Flow tool, what it does, I mean, what it did for me when I started to do this work and then later on I was coaching, teaching women how to do it, is exactly what you say. It's a tool that helps you every single day just freaking process yes everything that's, that's happening right. for you whether it's dating or not dating but you know when you start the claim program obviously there's that module two that really gives you the tools to freaking feel everything that happens that's happening now felt in the past like everything and it's such it's hard work it's you hard know hard people say it's hard for i sign up for a dating program and i'm crying every day you know but yeah, it's yeah. that release that needs to happen so that like You know, when we think about how, like, how do you show up on a date without an agenda? How do you date without guilt? How do you show up like a queen? Well, it's because you don't hold all the frozen tension. You know what you want. Yeah. You've released it. You also embodied that energy that you want to hold. And then, yeah, I agree with you. Once you felt all that shit in your body and you've released it, you're like, it's almost like a cleansing. Yeah. Right. And then when it happens again, you're like.
1: Thank you. But now i done with that. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. You're yeah. so done. And you can see it coming. Like I didn't used to be able to see it mm. coming. But now when I was dating, you know, I could see it coming. I was like, oh, this guy, you know, he wants to sleep with me. That's it. Like I can tell it becomes very easy to tell. And then you're like, if you're not looking, if you're looking for that, great. If you're not looking for that, which I wasn't, I was like, you know, I feel like for me that became very unattractive because I was like, I feel like that's not special at all. I could walk into a bar any night of the week and get any guy to sleep with me. Like, you know, unless he's like married and like super committed to his wife. Like I, if, the, if there are single guys in there most, of, and I would be like, hey, do you want to sex with me? Like no strings attached. Almost all of them would say yes. Like this Did is you not always a good think offer. that Jenny? No, I didn't Did always you... think that. No, I yeah. didn't always think that. But all of a sudden I realized I was like this is not a good offer. Like I'm a businesswoman. This is a shit offer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is a terrible offer. And and I'm like if that's all you're bringing to the table, I am so not interested. What
0: you're saying is something that, you know, I hold as a belief system. I know this and Like, the the, the whole world today, you know, especially with this post-feminism, what like, it's all fucked up. It's all reversed. I'm like, everything that women are talking about is how we're freaking powerless and patriarchy and all of that stuff. And obviously, some of it is true. But I'm, like, sitting there and think, that's why I do this. I'm like, women, hello, wake the fuck up. Do you realize how much power you have? Just like what you said, you walk into a bar. Obviously, you have to have a certain belief system and and a body set mindset and a body set you walk up into a row into a bar and all the single guys are pretty much yours if you have the right attitude the right mind because i mean yours in the sense of whether the relationship type material we don't know whatever but like yeah they're gonna sleep with you like they're gonna go Actually. like you know and it's not a good you know yeah
1: yeah
0: just being a woman you're already attractive you have so much power quote unquote over men and in relationship you know women are so much more powerful in terms of like a man can't win with you a battle in terms of when it comes to feelings and emotions and everything so understanding that power like when that happened for me it was also such a huge aha moment I I just knew you know and and obviously you have to treat that carefully because then you could also go into the unhealthy feminine where you can abuse it and overuse it and so on and so forth so yeah Okay, I have, Jeannie, I have two questions for you that are more a little bit more practical before we finish, which I think a lot of women are like. Because, like, looking at you, Jeannie, you've been posting these stories about this. So you're meeting this amazing men who are also really hot. Yeah. Like, you've you've struck <laughs> yeah. gold. I don't know what you're doing, but, like, we want to know what you're doing. So my two questions are, is the first one, because so your ha moments were three, you mentioned. Number one is... Um, being able to feel how you want to feel and connect to your body and obviously the, all of that release and then embodying what you want. Number two is keep dating other people, this idea of funneling and dating other people. And number three is, you know, act like a queen and mean it so that you attract the right men into your life so who can treat you the way you treat yourself, essentially. So my question is about your harm on number two. What about the guilt? So let's talk about the guilt of, of dating other people. Um, so did you feel guilty and if you did how did you overcome it and then the second question was just so practical i don't even like i don't like to talk about this but i but i know that the women really need to understand it is like where do you meet these men yeah like women ask me and and this relates to the the other thing for me i don't talk about this because you're fucking meeting them everywhere they're like half of the population like seriously you walk around there's men around so like you meet them everywhere but i guess (laughs) women just need some women I need a little bit more of a direction. Like a woman who's listening to this, who's in that story of, you know, there's no good men. I'm not attract, like I'm not attracting the right guys. She's simply with her mindset. She's not focusing on what she actually needs to focus on. She's not putting herself out there, and therefore she's not attracting the right guys. So of course, for her, she doesn't know where to meet these guys because everywhere she goes, she just sees assholes who want to sleep with her. You know, and she—it's just a whole different life. So what yeah. about the guilt and then where 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 do you mean visualizing men who are also hot and successful and everything.
1: Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. I've seen a lot of posts about the guilt. I really didn't have the guilt. Like I really didn't have the guilt of dating multiple men. I was just like if 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 you're not saying we're in a relationship, we're not in a relationship. We're just dating. And I never really had like an issue with that. Um I if if I got kind of far along with a guy but he hadn't brought up exclusivity sometimes like I would say if we were on let's say like maybe a seventh or an eighth date or something like that I would casually work into the conversation like oh well I'm you know I'm sure you're dating other people and you know and I'm you know and I'm open to that too and just kind of see how he would react to that like see if he was assuming we were exclusive even though we hadn't had that conversation but as far as I was concerned if the conversation didn't happen we're both open we're still open um and so that always led to some interesting conversations and actually not a single one of them said oh i thought we were exclusive not one you know and so i think for me like it was uh, safety to always assume they were dating other women and always for me to be actively dating other men um the most dangerous thing for me and i think probably a lot of women is like getting focused on one guy and it is hard because you there is usually a top guy in your funnel who you're like, ooh, I hope it works out with him, you know? So There just is, right? We can't just treat me. them all like yeah. completely equally. But so important to have like other people taking you out and not like pin all your hopes on him because you just don't know. Like I, this guy was going great with and all of a sudden he's like, I really want to have my own kids. And I'm like, that's just a deal breaker for you and for me. Like why are we even continuing to see each other? But I didn't have a problem with the guilt at all. Um and then, what was the second question? Oh, we where do I meet? Uh, where them? do you meet these guys? Okay. I know you
0: are into salsa and bachata and
1: Latin American dance is a great place to meet men. That right? is the best place to meet men. And in fact, the guy that I am with now, my boyfriend, I met there. Um, I met at one of the dances. Th- what do you think about? So,
0: sorry to interrupt. So, Perfect. by the way, for all women, I think women just so first of all, Latin American dance is an amazing opportunity to practice polarity. I remember when I was doing salsa classes, it's like, and proper classes, like women, if you want to experience polarity and be led and really. just feel how it feels to be led by men and not to control everything, you know, go to like sign up for proper salsa classes or bachata classes. Because I remember when I did these exercises, you literally have to close your eyes mm-hmm. and let the man lead. Like that's how you learn. You close your eyes and you feel because he leads you with his hands. <laughs> it's like amazing. But in another thing, every single area has these social nights, right? Mm-hmm. Like Latin American dance, just go. Even if you, I mean, I feel like most women can like figure out the basic salsa oh, step. Yeah. Like it's not fucking rocket science. Nope. You know, just yeah. go, go by yourself, go with girlfriends, doesn't matter, and start to dance. My question to you, Jeannie, is and, <laughs> so in my experience of salsa dancing and Latin American dance, so there's different types of men. I think I would categorize them and I'm yeah. curious to hear what you say. And by the way, men, like I talked to String about, String is a terrible dancer, but he went to salsa to basically pick up girls or to meet women. Oh, yeah. Men go to these places like just to meet women, unless they're really into salsa, which I wanted to ask you about. And we don't have a lot of time, so I want to make it quick. When my experience in Latin American dance, there's kind of like three types of men. There's the guy who's just learning how to dance Mm -hmm. and he's probably there to meet women but maybe wants to learn and he's like this super awkward guy that you don't want to dance with you know you don't want him want him to invite you and by the way even on the dance floor in terms of polarity you got to wait until a man invites you Mm -hmm. most of the time which is still a polarity dance right and then there's guys who like good good yeah and you dance with them and and then there's the third type of a guy who's like a freaking rock star that everyone wants to dance with and so in my like in my experience I think well I don't want to give this a recommendation but in my experience I would stay away from the really good guys who dance obviously there are exceptions but I feel like these men are so what's the word I'm using um so used to all of the female attention and there's so much competition for that guy And there's something about the really, really good salsa dancer. That's a bit like, "Mm, I don't know. So I feel like that middle segment, I'm not sure for your (laughs) boyfriend, where did he fall into that middle segment? That's like, you know, he's good. Yeah. He's not like incredible, but he's good. You dance with him, you know, and Mm. you know, he's not that super salsa guy. Women are all, you know, lining up for, for him to invite and he's not like the
1: really awkward guy. Yeah. What's your opinion on that and experience? I feel like the majority of the guys fall into that middle section where they genuinely enjoy okay, dancing. Yeah. They're at least where I live. I'm in Philadelphia and I could dance like every night except for Monday night. I could go salsa dancing if I wanted to. There's somewhere where it's happening. But I feel like most guys fit into that middle section of like they're good salsa dancers, so they feel good to dance with. And they're also, um, likely you know there to not just to meet women they like the dancing but they also are open to meeting somebody and as you get to be a better and better dancer it's really fun because like I went salsa dancing a couple weeks ago and I barely left the floor like as I was leaving the floor another man would ask me a dance and it is such a nice just ego boost like once you get to be a Decent dancer to have guys just asking you all night you might dance with like 20 guys in a night and they all have different energies and you can feel who and some people it's like oh my gosh like I look at you and I'm not actually that attracted to you but when I dance with you I just like feel it you know and so there are all these surprises that come come with it Um, oh my
0: god yeah. Last year I went to a, there's actually, it's happening next week as well. It's the Latin Fiesta. It's like a four-day yeah, festival, yeah. biggest Latin festival in Australia. Last year I went to just one night yeah. and, um, you know, I danced with different guys. But then there was this six-year-old man. He was an Italian man with like, um, you know, a, like a jacket and a suit and he smelled nice. But he was an old guy and holy shit, the way he like spinned me around, I was don't tell this to strength but like <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get into those like when you have a really good connect, and he was like spinning me, yes. spinning me and at some point I was on his knee like literally like how do you call that you know my my pubic bone was on his knee when we were <laughs> doing the bachata thing yes, and I was like yes. oh shit what's happening right now so when you look at this man like I would never even say yes or whatever but I said yes and he and I was just thinking there and being like, If I was single, would I go on a date with this so there's no. this whole cool thing that happens on the down like, yeah. like he's like sixty fucking
1: five. I know. But it's an energy it was
0: was amazing yeah Yeah, it is in the energy it's not in the looks and yeah yeah, i mean hands off salsa and latin american dance where you meet men
1: where else genie did you meet all of your men there or you met them in other places no i was definitely online for a while i was um i had the best luck on hinge of all the apps um because i tried hinge and i tried tinder very briefly and then Uh, I was on Bumble also very briefly, but Hinge was the one that I did get a lot of dates from. Um, but the best place was definitely Salsa. I also just, you know, did things I was interested in and like, I, I own a business and I was in a business accelerator and one of the guys from that I ended up dating for a while. So yeah, a variety of places. Um, but I think Salsa is absolutely the best. Like you, I mean... Pretty much when I was single, every time I went dating, I got asked for my number almost almost every time, I would say at least once. Like, it was just the easiest place to meet guys. And then you can, you get a vibe about it. You feel, you know, you feel what okay. the other person is like. Amazing.
0: Okay, well, I could talk to you forever. There's so many other things that, <clears throat> you know, I'm curious about. But unfortunately, we don't have the time. And I think you've shared so much already, Jeannie. Thank you. And um, for all the women listening, um, I guess, why would you recommend, you know, think about you when you were in that state, you know, before you joined the program, jumped on discovery call. Think about all the women listening and watching right now who are really in that uncomfortable place, you know, where they also feel they might be feeling exhausted and tired and they don't know what's the missing piece and what's not working. Like, all these guys, like, it's not where all the good men. Um, What? Why would you recommend... Um, you know, jumping on a discovery call to see if claimed is for them, and then ultimately perhaps even joining the program,
1: yeah, and I would say, like just referring back to what I said before about, like I could sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel, like that's what I want. I know that that's how I want to feel in a relationship is like really taken care of. I want to be with a man who feels feels really powerful to me, and I want to feel really powerful too in a very feminine way. Like I want to have better boundaries and, I, you know, and I will say like the, when I imagined it, I imagined it would feel so good. And now that I'm kind of, you know, not that there's any like ending, right. It's like ongoing work, but I'm definitely so So much further along than I was that like it does it feels like as good or better than you think it's gonna feel you know like I just feel so happy right now I'm incredibly in love and you know I'm also in a place where I'm like okay but if this doesn't work out I know I'll be fine like you know that I will I'll meet somebody else and I'll be happy when I'm you know on my own and so I've just come to a really full place of feeling very deeply satisfied, I would say, and definitely attracting a different type of guy. I mean, I never would have attracted the guy I'm with two years ago. I just, he wouldn't have even been in my realm of possibility. He would not have, I'm sure that my energy would not have attracted him in, you know, and you're absolutely right. Like when a guy- pushes like one of the things I learned about him that first night is I was like oh this is definitely a guy who goes for what he wants and then as I started dating him and learned more about him I'm like he owns a company he's an investor in a a bakery he's like he is he's got a plan for his life and like where he's going and I want to be with him you know what I mean like it's clear as can be this is like a powerful man and it's so sexy and it's so worth it because it, nothing feels like that. Like nothing else feels like being with a really incredibly powerful man and him treating you like a beautiful, you know, woman. Um, so, yeah. So good, G. Last question. I got to let you go, but I'm
0: curious. How did the conversation happen? Because I, you know, that's what I teach in, in the program also. And I love that you said the safety is where you assume that you're single. Until the conversation happened. So when did it happen? How did it happen for you and and your current boyfriend?
1: Yeah. So it happened after about a month and a half. And um, he he sat me down. I mean, he sat me down like very intentionally. He, me he sat me down. sat me down and was like, I thought he might be breaking up with me at first. <laughs> but like he sat me down and he was like, I really was not looking to get into a relationship. Like I was not looking for a relationship. I was not looking for anything serious. He's like, but I don't know. He's like, with you, it is just so fun and easy and I love being around you and like I feel so happy when I come to your house and like your house is so like it's such a relaxing place for me and like he just went on and on about how much he enjoys just my presence you know and what I bring to the relationship which is like fun and laughter and like relaxation and he was just like I just want to make sure I want to make sure you're not seeing anyone else because I don't want to see anyone else and I don't really want you to either and I was like okay that sounds great (laughs) (laughs) okay okay then That sounds like a great plan that you've made for us. I love that plan. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love this so much. I know. (laughs) Oh, all right, Jeannie. Thank you. This was such an awesome
0: conversation. I can't wait to release it. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll speak again. Sounds
1: good. All right. Bye, Anna.
0: All right, beautiful woman. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And please, please leave a review. This is super helpful for me for the podcast. And this is a time to give back, to leave a review, share this episode with your girlfriend who really wants to hear it. You can also find me on Medium and YouTube at Anna Rova, where I share pretty much very similar content and where we change the world one embodied woman at a time. All right, I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for being here with me today.